Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi everyone, Lucy Kippest here. I'm the editor of Flying Solo, and this episode of our podcast is brought to you by our Be Well initiative and Yellow. From doing the books to doing it all, running your own business is a huge task. Take a load off with Yellow. From a website that stands out on Google to social ads that get you found, Yellow can grow your business online while you're busy growing your business. Plus, right now, Yellow can also help you take a holiday. Earn up to 60,000 Qantas points for your business across a range of eligible Yellow digital marketing solutions. Head to yellow.com.au to get started. T's and C's apply. Now on to the show. One of the most dynamic things about our Flying Solo community is the solo nature of the businesses we run. The majority of us work from home on our own running businesses that are aligned perfectly with the lifestyles that we want. This is usually a fabulous thing for our work-life balance, but when things aren't going so well in the business, life and work can bleed together in less than ideal ways. Today's guest is Sophie Bruce, a learning designer, facilitator, coach, and social researcher, and a faculty member of the incredible resource that is the School of Life in Sydney. Sophie is joining me today to talk about a subject that impacts most of us as business owners, how to talk to your partner in life when things in your business are not going well. Welcome to the Flying Solo Podcast, Sophie. Thank you for having me, Lucy. Lovely to um, have you on the show. Now, we've recently run a wellbeing survey here at Flying Solo that um, we approached the community to look at various aspects of our health and wellbeing as we run our businesses. And one of the most interesting stats that came out of the results was that 56% of our audience say that it's their partner, as in their husband or wife or significant life partner, um, that they talk to when they're feeling stressed about their business. And that was compared to only 10% who might see a counsellor or a psychologist for this purpose. My first question is, do those statistics surprise you at all? Well, I think actually the first um, surprising element for me is that only just over half of your respondents speak to their partners when they're feeling stressed. And I wonder why that is, why uh, not more people feel that they can use their partner as an important resource for that component of their lives because um, I'm sure that if we're feeling stressed about families or um, other aspects of our lives, we generally confide in our partners in those. So I was, I'm curious to see that um, maybe there's a bit of reticence to include our partners in those anxieties around our businesses. Mm. And I guess the surprising thing about maybe the 10% that see a psychologist is, I think, I don't know why, uh, but there is still such a stigma around seeing a psychologist um, in our communities, in all communities. And I think that's changing, but I still think that people feel that seeing a psychologist is almost like admitting that you're failing in some way. Uh, whereas I see, you know, the resources of psychology or the resources of maybe the school of life or something like that 
is actually a really great way to build our resilience um, and help us kind of weather um, storms around anxiety. So I guess, yeah, the, the, the statistics surprise me in two different ways. Mm. It's, um, it's true what you say about the stigma around psychology and, and counselling generally um, because I know that there was another question in the survey about whether people saw psychologists or counsellors anyway generally and the number was quite low. I don't have the number in front of me now, but that was quite low. So it's true. I think, you know, there is a, there is a getting a better awareness of those kind of services now, but I don't think they're anywhere near fully accepted or utilized by anyone, probably. Um, yeah, that's right. And it's, uh, quite often we have people who come to our school of life classes who, who leave and they say, oh, that's like a psychology session. It was like a really <laughs> safe way to have one. And, uh, you know, and I often, suggests that that could be the stepping stone to a one-to-one conversation with someone as well because it could be hugely beneficial for people. Absolutely. And we should probably have a little bit of an explainer actually right now what the School of Life is for anyone that doesn't actually know about it. So it was actually founded um, how long ago now in Sydney? Um, probably about 12 years ago now, founded mm. um, in London by uh, a modern-day philosopher called Alain de Botton mm-hmm. and um, a group of um, philosophers and thinkers who uh, realised that there was an opportunity for us as adults to come together and um, you know, contemplate life's big questions. We taught at a very early age how to um, do mathematical thinking or how to spell or how to do a science experiment, but we're not really taught how to have um, conversations around um, those those questions that keep us up at night, those um, ideas around what makes us human um, and how we can relate better to each other. So it started off as a bit of an experiment and now there are, um, you know, 10 schools across the world and Australia has um, schools in both Melbourne and Sydney. Mm, and it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, even the website is full of resources if anyone's interested in taking a look at that. Yeah, we've actually, I mean, we've got a YouTube channel that's now got 5 oh, million really? subscribers. Phenomenal. Oh, wow. um, and yeah. we, you know, release a, a video a week. Uh, and it's a, a brilliant free resource for people um, who may be tentative about these kind of um, things around self-awareness um, but, you know, would really benefit from thinking about things in a different way. Mm, absolutely. It's worth checking out. So, so back to our topic at hand then, what do you think that makes family relationships, but specifically that intimate partner relationship, so important for people running a business? I think that you, uh, when you're running your own business, you don't have that sense of security that you might do when you're working for an organization. So you have in an organization, most people have access to, you know, HR or um, benefits or, um, you know, a manager or a boss that they can um, talk about performances with. Um, So when we're running our small businesses, we actually don't have that. We're, you know, we're, flying solo as, as, as you um, so correctly um, <laughs> name it. Um, and so our inter- more intimate relationships become all of those things that in a way they, you know, they become the colleagues, they become the, the person that we're, you know, we need to test something out on. They become our holding environment. Uh, they become our sanity check, but they're still our partner as well. So there's, yeah. you know, there's those other relationships that we need from those those that closeness which is 
usually we're able to separate in our work and our and our personal lives. So I think there is a bit more kind of um, complexity about around that intimate relationship when we're, we're running our own businesses. Uh, and for some people, it might be really useful to create boundaries around that. And for mm. other people, it's um, really about having honest conversations about actually, as my partner, I need you right now to be my sounding board. Or as my partner, I need you right now just to be able to listen to me moan. <laughs> you know, so it's like yes. different, different um, conversations we need to have. So you start the conversation off as, you know, I need you to put this hat on now. I don't need you to be my husband right now. I need you to be my, get yeah, my sounding board for my business, taking it in a different way. Yeah, that's direction. right. And, and, you know, I mean, <clears throat> we, do, I mean, I think we do that or people do that when they work in organizations as well. So, you know, we hmm. will use our partners or our, our you know, um, people that we have very close relationships with to check things out around what's going on for us at work. But I guess, you know, usually we're doing that um, not in our work context, whereas when we're working for ourselves, we're doing that in our work context. Yes, that's right. And what about um, partners who are actually also officially business partners together? So they're both, they're both working actively in the business. Are there are the boundaries yeah. going to be different there? I mean, obviously that's going to be even more complex in a way, isn't it? Because you're both invested in exactly the same amount of time, in a sense, into what you're building. Yeah, I um, I take my hat off to anybody who works and lives with their partners, <laughs> um, because uh, I think it does put a um a different kind of spin on the way that you relate to one another, um. What I would suggest, I think, for people who um, are thinking about embarking on that kind of relationship is what we tend to envisage for ourselves is success, which is a fantastic thing. We need to we need to have that positive spin on um, our goals and our aspirations. We, um, you know, we need that that element of positivity in when, when we're embarking on on these initiatives. However, uh, I think we would also um, suggest that it's really worthwhile having a, um, a sense of pessimism as well to counteract that, that um, rainbow and unicorn view of our, <laughs> ourselves. So <Yes. laughs> if we can have a healthy, or, or maybe realism is, a, is, a, is an easier word for people. We, we find that people find pessimism a, a difficult word, but actually sometimes we need to just put in that 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 reality check that you know what we really want to make this a success but our relationship in that really could be quite tricky how are we going to manage it rather than waiting until the tricky moment and then trying to manage it in that moment when you're feeling you know that the the, the the working relationship is a bit difficult so I think you know it's like when you're embarking on um, any project setting out some kind of rules some ground rules some some um framework around how you want to have conversations about things and reminding yourselves that actually living and working together is both a joy but also it can be a challenge. Yeah, absolutely. And do you think in those cases, but I suppose in the case of the, of the partners that aren't also running the business together, but do you think that there's value then in adding a layer of doing some kind of counselling or going to see a psychologist yourself in addition to just keeping this whole business and yourself healthy, do you see that there's a different thing that those kind of services can provide that your partner might not necessarily be able to? Um, I think definitely. But again, 
um, I wonder whether we need to just be very clear about what we're using that, those services for, because if it becomes relationship counselling, that's a different thing um, that um, probably both people would need to be in, in, involved with. If it becomes kind of more like business um, support um, and kind of coaching around your professional uh, world, um, I think you need to have, you know, you need to kind of decide very clearly what you're using the support for. Uh, I mean, my, our, my philosophy really is that we, the more we can um, understand ourselves better, you know, and this is the whole premise of the School of Life, which is around developing our emotional intelligence, the more that we have a greater sense of self um, and a greater sense of how we behave and act, the the easier our relationships will be um, and the easier we will feel around our relationships. And if going to a psychologist or listening to a, a podcast around self-awareness or just taking some time out to um, think, reflect on um, a conversation or a, a, a moment that you're having in your business, they're all brilliant ways to help you um, just get a sense of yourself and, and, and your position in it. Now, what a psychologist can do is actually then really, you know, delve into that a bit more for you and think about, you know, what are the triggers? Um, maybe it's something that goes back to, um, you know, your childhood or your early experiences of um, seeing people work together or early experiences of um, wondering what money, what, what money is, what money uh, the relationship that money plays in your lives. A psychologist can really help you kind of eke that out so that you feel um, more aware of your own behaviours and motivations. Mm-hmm. So whatever, I mean, I, I guess my, my advice is whatever you do, do something rather than nothing. Um, yes. It doesn't have to be a psychologist, but it could be a moment every, you know, four days where you give yourself half an hour of reflection time and just or write a journal or... Um, you know, uh, have a you know deep think about something that's happened and how you might um, learn from it uh, for the future. Mm, great advice. And um, say that there is, you know, there is a couple that are having a, a conversation right now about some stressful thing that's happening in the business. What are some of the most helpful kind of things the partner who's not involved in the business can say? to the other person to show their support in times of stress because something that's occurred to me is that while you might be, you obviously love your partner, you might not actually share the same passion or understand the mechanics of the business in the same way. So what are some of the ways that you can show that person that you're, that you're A, that you're listening and that B, that you want to show them support even if you might not know exactly how to do that? Yeah, I think... Again, going back to uh, having a clear conversation about what is it that you need from me right now? Do you need me to give you advice um, or do you need me just to give you a hug or do you need me just to shut up and listen? <laughs> um, that I think partners um, could be better at um, signalling to each other. What, what do you need from me right now? What would be most helpful? I think that also, uh, you know, certainly at the moment there's probably lots of small businesses who are worried about you know, the uncertainty of the future. Mm. And uh, one um, technique that I find really, really useful um, and that, you know, I think maybe partners can, can kind of have a conversation about that might be useful for each other <clears throat> is to imagine themselves as 90-year-olds looking back on their lives 
and it helps you get a sense of perspective that this is just one moment in your life um, and, you know, those that your kind of future selves will look back on your life and this won't be the biggest moment. It will be, it might be one moment, but there'll be lots of moments. Um, and so helping each other to get a sense of perspective really helps to, um, I guess, mitigate that anxiety around, we just don't know what's going to happen next. And we don't, you know, we're in hugely ambiguous times and we just need to put in strategies in place Put, in, put strategies in place for ourselves that just help us cope with that ambiguity. Mm. That's excellent advice. And what about in terms of that person reciprocating? I mean, obviously when you're stressed with work, it doesn't matter whether you're running in a business or not. Um, stress, work stress can cause, have ripple effects on family life regardless of where you are when what, what you do for work. What is some, you know, what's a sort of good way of that stressed person being able to reciprocate that act of kindness for their own partner? Is that again sort of asking them, you know, what can I do? I know I'm stressed at the moment, but what is it that I can do to be a bit more help around the house or? Yeah, or, or then, or just saying, you know what, I'm, I think I'm just, I think I might be a bit of a nightmare for the next two days. <laughs> Morning. With me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we have, you know, this, 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 this sense of, oh, we're only allowed to, you know, be unhappy or stressed. We're only allowed to have a, a, a certain amount of time on that. And then we have to quickly get over it and, and, and get back to being a, a proper grown up and a normal human being. <laughs> and, um, if we, if we suppress the feelings too quickly, they'll come out in other ways. Like we'll start blaming or be more resentful. So I think again, it's that, um, helping, <laughs> helping manage expectations, uh, and say, you know, thanks. It's great that I know that you're there and it's great that, um, you know, I feel supported by you. Um, I'm not quite sure what I need from you right now, but I'll, you know, can you just bear with me? The other, the other component is, um, if you're the person who's feeling stressed, uh, my advice would be to get yourself into a different environment that takes you out of that, that stress environment. So again, when we're running our own businesses, it's hard to leave, you know, you can't leave, you can't shut the door sometimes because it's there, it's all consuming. So what could you do with your partner or with your, your, somebody that, um, you work or uh, that you, um, relate closely with? What can you do with them that takes you out of that environment and makes reminds you that you have a relationship outside of the stress of your business? Such mm, an important point. Perspective is everything, isn't it? Really? Yes, it really is. It really is. It's you know, when people say I need to sleep on it, that is their way of getting away from that moment and um, giving themselves a bit of space between the the, the, the um, reality that they're in um, and the reality of a future. Mm. Such great advice, Sophie. Thank you. So um, we can't really have this discussion about wellness without asking you what about your own wellness practice. So I'm wondering what your, if you have a sort of a number one thing that's completely non-negotiable for yourself to prioritise your wellness while you're working. Yeah, I think that uh, what I notice is when I don't put these things in place, I um, become a more ratty human. So. when I don't um, carve out an hour a week to do some yoga, I it, it comes back and bites me. Um, because I, don't, I just don't have that sense of calmness um, and doing something for myself. 
Um, again, I think it's really important that we make those moments that are away from the busyness of life. So if we've got families and we're running a business and our partners are maybe in that business or they're in their own working world or maybe they're a, a kind of a carer for the family, we need to have, we need to make sure that we have moments where we're not doing all of that. So what, what's a complete non-negotiable for me is, and I've got children who are now sort of 12 and 14. So they're starting to have their own lives is I say, right, two hours on Sunday, we are going to spend some time together and we're not going to do, we're going to turn our phones off and we're not going to have friends around and we're not going to think about work and we're not going to think about homework or anything like that. We're just going to have some fun together as a family. And, mm. you know, sometimes there's a bit of kind of grumpiness around that, but every time we do it, we all come out of it feeling so much better. And that just puts us in the back, you know, it's like that holding environment that support of um that that those core people that you know there's unconditional love no matter how you feel about each other um that for me that's that that's totally part of my wellness package yeah. and uh so the yoga part the the, the being being around people that are that, that that i love and that love me um and also having those moments of, of self-reflection and self-awareness um or whether that's kind of like having a, a proper conversation with somebody about, you know, my part that I've played in something or whether that's uh, listening to a, um, a school of life video or, or thinking about um, a writer or a piece of music that helps me to feel um, lifted. Uh, I need to do those as well. And believe it or not, there's time to do all those things. We always give ourselves excuses, but, and we tend to say, but I don't have time for that. But, yet we have time to surf the internet aimlessly or drink a glass of wine. So, you know, we can, we can make time for those. But prioritizing that time. They're, they're really excellent examples. Um, Sophie, thank you so much for joining us. And if uh, our listeners would like to find out a bit more about you and the work you do, is the School of Life website the best place for you? Yeah, I would suggest that you go to um, schooloflife.com.au forward slash Sydney. Uh, to find out about upcoming classes and also about our philosophy way of thinking and our faculty members um, and you know how we like to help people think about the world in different ways so good such an excellent resource thank you so much sophie my pleasure lucy thank you thanks